Okay, it's another podcast on uh, combo courses, and today I'm going to talk about why you should do IT, and then we're going to go into a couple of jobs, a few more job offers, uh, and, and opportunities that have come to me, and then it's going to be open topics just like normal. So first off, how's everybody doing out there? Can't uh, can't ignore the elephant in the room, which is COVID nineteen and coronavirus. Um, it's definitely affecting the job market, most job markets. Um, IT industry is still hiring people. <laughs> still, it's still a lot of work to be done. It's slowed down some because overall the markets have slowed, so it has slowed. But they're still hiring people. I'm still getting contacts. Uh, we still have a lot of work to do. So it's, it just uh, got me thinking about doing this, why you should think about, seriously, if you are not already in IT, why you should seriously consider it. It's, I, I read a, an article about um, how, and I guess it's been popping up in the news, how McDonald's, a multi-billion international company, has been f- not allowing their workers to have 14 days off even if they may be infected and it's not just McDonald's it's Domino's it's name your favorite fast food restaurant and that's what's happening to them so they're not allowing people to they're not they're not in some cases not allowing people to wear masks at work serving people's food. I mean it's just it's just ridiculous. And it got me thinking how lucky I am to be in this industry where I've been doing great for years. And it's because I'm in IT. And I don't take that for granted, not for one second. It's the reason why you, IT people make more than the average person. They can work from home in some in many cases. They there's just many reasons why I'm very lucky. And uh, if you're not in IT, I'm gonna give you some reasons to be in IT. And that's the first thing I'm gonna talk about. And so I've got a few people watching here, but what I'm gonna do is dive into why you should do IT. And if you didn't know, I've got some courses that walk you through how to get into IT if you're not already, how to get into a specialized field in IT that pays even more money, pays really good, takes care of you, all that kind of stuff. And then also I talk about exactly what to do when you get into that field. So if you're interested in that, go to ConvoCourses.com and go ahead and check that out. I've, I've got some huge discounts. If you watch to the end, I'm going to uh, let you guys know about those. Especially, this is especially for people who are wanting to get into IT and starting from scratch. And I appreciate everybody who's watching right now, but I'm going to dive into this specifically for people who are not in IT but want to get into it. Let's talk about this. Number one reason you should get into IT is that it is a $5.2 trillion industry and growing. It's not going anywhere. It's growing fast. This is just the direction that humanity is going in, that our species is going in, of using tools to have a more comfortable life, to have more functionality in life, to do all the things that we want to do. IT 
is not going anywhere and it's a growing international uh, industry. I want to say it's the fastest growing industry. Well, here I am on CompTIA.org and it's showing us how large the industry is all over the world and every continent, probably in, in most if not all countries and it's showing the, gro the growth global IT industry growth projected to hit 3.7%. So the it has not stopped and I'm here to tell you it's it hasn't stopped since I've been in it. I'm I'm super blessed to be doing this right now and I'm I'm extremely lucky. I don't have to worry about companies telling me I can't wear a mask going into work. I can actually work from home. Uh but yeah, it's a growing industry and it's probably the biggest reason you should seriously consider some form of IT uh, field. And then there's many different aspects. It's not just, uh, when you say IT, it's not just help desk, it's not just software engineering. There's so many other things you can do. You'd be surprised that are called IT, like program management. There's some aspects of program management that are actually IT. There's so many different aspects and so many different branches of it. So it's a very broad broad topic broad uh, industry and it's growing fast another reason that you should seriously consider going into IT is that it's it can be done remotely many of the jobs we do can be done remotely so in situations like this where we're at a stay-at-home order all over the world I'm doing fine I'm doing just like I've always been doing because I'm, I'm able to work from home 24 and as a matter of fact before this I was working from home so actually my lifestyle has not changed very much and many other people who I know who also are IT people who work from home and many different uh, avenues not just uh, system security but cyber analysis analyst cyber analysts you're talking about network engineers many of those guys are now working from home you know and sometimes it's flex time where you have an office and you can go and appear in that office and work there or you can work from home depends on your employer but IT is an industry that allows you to do that so that's another huge benefit of it that we have over industries like the restaurant hotel industry and over retail and all those industries they pretty much have to be at their job but us we can have a remote and we have flex time and things like that so that is another huge benefit of being in IT another benefit of being in IT is that uh, it pays better it pays better than average the uh, average salary in IT uh, let me see if I can find one and don't take it from me let's just look at some data uh, they make more you know in their job than say a resource development person so here's a, or maybe I'm lying. Let's see. There's a resource, a human resource person is going to make uh, 23,000 USD or 1 million pesos. But in IT, the average IT person is making 32,000 a year, which is really good in, in the Philippines, if you know anything about their economy. But they also make 1.5 million pesos per year. So, and that's just... That's just an IT manager right there. So all over the world, let's let's look at another country. Let's look at other places to get an idea of what of what we're talking about here as far as how much these guys make. Now look at this. This is coming from I want to say this is the US right here, but this one is is showing us a scale of how much people this looks like the US cuz these are pretty high numbers. But software engineers 
they're saying that uh, they're making upwards of, of 89,000. Uh, web developer, 77,000. really depends on your experience, who you're working for. There's a lot of different caveats. Do you, have a, do you have a degree? Do you have a certification? Do you have a business for yourself? There's a lot of different things going to a web developer. But database administrator, I would say 75,000 for a database administrator is kind of low. Um, all the guys I know were making more than that. Computer programmer, that's a yeah. So you get the idea. They make more than the, the average salary in the U.S. is about what fifty fifty thousand fifty five thousand. These guys are thirty thousand dollars above that. So the average money that you're making as an IT person is more. So I just gave you three big reasons to get into IT. Um, one, you it's growing. It's it's the future. It's the direction that humanity is going. Is more and more IT. Another one is work from home. Like it gives you the option of work. Many jobs, not all, but many give you the option of working from home or having flex time where sometimes you go into work to your office and sometimes you work from home. And then the other thing is the salary is, is much larger. And I want to add a couple other things here too. Uh, usually IT companies, they I notice they take care of their people a little bit more. Like I complain a lot, but it's kind of like first world problems. Like I'll complain about my problems, but then I'll hear about the problems of a sanitation engineer, what they have to put up with, or somebody who works in sales, or somebody who works. It's my their problem. My problems are nothing compared to theirs because I do IT. So there's just a lot. There's a huge, many different incentives and reasons to get into IT. Another thing I didn't mention about IT is that we have many different types, many different ways to make money because. You can not only be a contractor, uh, but you can be a full-time employee or a part-time employee. An intern, you can be, you can even do your own business and do consulting all on your own. So there's just so many different avenues that we can make money as IT professionals. It's a really good career field, and you should really check it out if you're interested in it. And you you happen to be in a job where you're like, man, I I really need to level up. This is not working for me. I need something else. Contact me. Let me put my contact information here. Um, I'm going to put a code at the bottom. This is to help people out. If you're really in, don't look, listen, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. If you're really interested in getting into IT, I can actually help you out. All right. So what I'm going to do for a limited time is I'm going to offer people a huge discount on an entry level course that I have. And I also, I'll also personally help you out with it. So if you're interested, you can contact me right here. And I'll help you out. There's a there's a little code in the bottom for one of my courses that you can. This is only for entry level people. This is for people who are trying to level up. Um, I'm really interested in helping you out because these are really super hard times. So I'm gonna give you a gigantic um, a gigantic uh, discount on the courses. So that's that. Let's move on to the next topic. And I see you guys uh, talking to me here. I'm seeing some topics. I will come back to those at the end. I've got a couple of jobs I want to tell you guys about. I promised that I would get to these jobs. Uh, so let me do that real quick. I will make this quick. I think I already talked about some of these, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. But here's one of the jobs right here. This is in Colorado Springs, but you're probably, if you're not in Colorado Springs, if you're not, happen to be not in Colorado at all, you should still contact these people. Uh, this is Insight Global, and I'll have the contact information at the end here. They've got tons of jobs there and job openings all over the country. 
So I would contact them, just give them your resume, say, hey, I'm interested. I have some of the qualifications that uh, are listed and uh, contact them and say, if you have any other uh, jobs out there for me, uh, I'm in Virginia. Please send me what you guys have or let me know in the future if you guys have positions. Because the thing is with Insight Global and some of these other technical companies, things open up over time and they might not have anything now. All their stuff might be for a contract that they have in Colorado Springs or Colorado, Denver, whatever. But something will open up in your area. So what you want to do is get and stay in contact with them. And before we dive into these jobs that you see on the screen over here, uh, I should let you know that I also have a course that walks you through how to market yourself. How to market yourself so that you can get these kinds of jobs and get these kinds of opportunities throughout your career. So if this is happen if you happen to be an IT person. Uh, okay, let's get into this. So number one, we've got a vulnerability manager, um, vulnerability management lead. Now keep in mind, I got all of these uh, opportunities while we're on lockdown, while all this stuff's going down, while there's an economic down downturn. This is how effective IT is. <laughs> it's just, it hasn't stopped. During the recession of 2008, all the way till now, it has it has not stopped. So there's so many opportunities all over. Anyway, getting back into this. Vulnerability management lead in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And your day-to-day -day work is uh, the employment of Colorado Springs is seek an employer, sorry, an employer in Colorado Springs is seeking vulnerability management lead to join their global security operations team. The, the person will be responsible for ensuring effective vulnerability scanning of infrastructure and applications with both corporate and cloud environments, within both corporate and cloud environments. So this sounds like a um, Nessus scanner or Qualys or some kind of scanner that you're going to be using for this client and you're going to be the person managing all of the patching and the updates that's going on constantly in, in a Windows or a Linux or a Mac environment. I don't know what it is. I don't know who what their client is or anything like that. But we'll have the contact information at the bottom. So network engineer, this one's in Inglewood, Colorado, their day-to-day. The day-to-day -day work is a client is seeking a network engineer in the Denver, Colorado area. That's where Inglewood is. It's located near Denver. And you're going to, I'll just read a couple of them. You're going to conduct certification testing of new voice over IP related products. You are going to conduct lab certification testing and new software package packages and hardware platforms for existing voice over IP. So this looks like a lot of voice over IP stuff. I'm, I'm sure I've read this one before, actually. So I'll, I'll just make it quick. Yep, full stack. I remember reading that one. So if you're interested in this position, I told them that I would kind of send this out again. Here's the person you contact at Global Insight. I'm just going to go ahead and read this number out just in case you happen to be listening to this. The office number is 303 459-7144. And so this is in Colorado, Denver, Inglewood, downtown Denver, and Colorado Springs area. If you're interested in that, you can contact these people. All right, so that one's gone. Let's go to the next job here. Another job. There's only have like three of them, but these were very recently sent to me. So... Just figure I would throw them out there just in case somebody is looking for something. 
Here's one in Texas. This one came to me yesterday, and it is immediate hiring security engineer in Allen, Texas, wherever that is. And uh, anybody here from Allen, Texas, or close to know where that is in Allen? So this is an IT recruiter named eTalent Network. Now these guys, you should definitely, if you're looking for a position, if you happen to be an IT person, you should definitely give these guys a call, contact them, even if you happen to be in Washington State, you know, and you don't have a job, you know, and you're not interested in moving to Texas, Allen, Texas, or anything like that, you should contact these guys because these guys have so many jobs. These guys contact me every single week, sometimes every day, sometimes more than once a day. So give them, what you do is you contact them, you give them your resume, you say, hey, I'm looking for a job, I live in X. Do you guys have any, here's here's what I know how to do. They will start sending you things. So um, there's there you go with that. Somebody said, Allen is a bit north of Dallas, uh, just north of Plano. Oh, I've been to Plano, Texas before. I've been around that area. Okay, so that says a lot. Plano is like a tech, uh, like a tech uh, hub. In man, that place is so rich too. Anyway, if you guys are interested in knowing more about this, I got to do a little bit of selling here. So <laughs> excuse the marketing, but. If you guys, anybody interested in doing uh, di deep diving into knowing how I'm able to get all of this kind of this information constantly, I have a course that walks you through how to, I've, mark, I've been able to market myself for the years and I've not been out without a job. Um, it takes me a, a few weeks to get a job. A job I want takes me about a month. So just to let you know, I have a course out there, but let's get some free information out there. Let's talk about this job right here. This is a job in Allen, Texas, which is just north of Plano, Texas, and is for a security engineering position. And you need to be a U.S. citizen or a green card holder to get this position. That's great information. All right, so it says, as a security engineer, I'll just highlight it as I read here. As a security engineer, you will work with global team of engineers who are responsible for maintaining and evolving network security service. Network security as a service, I'm sorry, uh, and evolving network security as a service. So basically, it's a company, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's a company that does networking for other companies. That's what that network, uh, network security as a service means. Uh, the You're responsible for projects. You're responsible for projects, development, automation, and operations of uh, relate, related to WebEx firewall and security infrastructure. So we know that they're using that. You're going to create or improve the tools that provide insight into available availability and performance of our services. You're going to share in the creation of new designs, architectures and multi-regional for multi-regional multi-data center distribution systems so okay that's yeah that's telling me it's a b2b basically you're a network engineer who focuses on security and this organization you're going to work for has clients has other businesses and they do security services such as webex firewall for other companies that's what that's what it sounds like to me and they probably do it all over the country all because it says multi-regional so it's probably more than likely all over texas or all over the u.s all right, let's kind of read through, like, what do they really want here? Let's 
and I'll have uh, all this stuff below so you can always and I'll, I'm gonna definitely gonna read the contact if you're interested in this position uh, minimum requirements they're looking for a, a bachelor's degree in computer science or equivalent that means uh, it doesn't have to be computer science which focuses on software engineering stuff like that it could be a bachelor's degree in information technology it could be a bachelor's degree in I don't know name some database administration it could be as long as it's technical then that's what they're saying there a four-year but they're looking for a four-year uh, a four-year degree plus four years progressive experience in networking uh, network engineering firewall and telecommunication support that's the important part sometimes if you have a bunch of years of experience they'll kind of the bachelor's degree is kind of just a check mark so just keep that in mind the experience really outweighs a bachelor's degree or any kind of certifications you have especially if it's not focused on just uh, federal government federal government tends to be very very strict with it they they really want that bachelor's degree um from time to time all right so let's kind of look through what else they want here they're kind of hitting different points experience with access control lists that's usually in internet working devices um, provide hands-on support for a variety of security related technologies including but not limited to firewall network intrusion prevention systems uh, nips uh, denial of service attacks and SSL solutions and expertise in Cisco hardware ASA uh, firepower I've never heard of that one and Nessus uh, Nexus all right then they're expecting you have routing experience switching experience um, kind of just skimming through this yeah, so routing experience, uh, open shortest path first, uh, routing protocols. Um, so pretty well-rounded network person is what they're looking for, a really solid networking person. If you're interested in this position, here's the number. It's area code 703-261-7028 and extension 367. And that's with eTalent Network at eTalentNetwork.com. Contact them. Even if you're not in Plano, Texas, even in, if you're not in Allen, Texas, contact them and give them your resume if you happen to be looking for positions because these guys send me stuff from all over the country. Now, with all that out of the way, let's just go ahead and open this up. I had another job, but um, I don't know how much people are interested in hearing these jobs. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive into... Wait, I might have had a remote job. Let me see. I thought I had a remote job. Maybe not. Um, I could have swore I had one. Somebody sent me one. I, I don't know. It's buried in my email somewhere. If you're interested in it, in it uh, email me. Uh, so let's just open up topics. I got some people here talking to me. Let me just read some topics and then we'll call it quits from there. How are you guys doing? Hope everybody's staying safe. Just uh, cooped up in the house, haven't been able to do my normal outside, not that I go outside that much anyway, <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay, I've got Nobby2000, how you doing Nobby? We've got um, MD, we've got Vincent, we've got uh, a few other people watching. If you guys have any questions about risk management framework, about 
cybersecurity stuff, about the industry, about information you want to share with other people, anything at all, this is the time to do it. It's completely open topics uh, for a while before we uh, close this thing down. Navi2000 says, hang in there. Now's a good time to study and prepare for certs. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. This this guy knows what's up. <laughs> Navi knows what's up. Uh, that's exactly what, what I'm doing. MD says, hello. Uh, Vincent says, uh, hello, Bruce. I'm keen. I'm a follower to your online IT lessons. Awesome. That's great, man. If you ever have any questions, just let me know. Um, let's see. Navi says, how many people, how many people have been, how many people that have been forced to work from home will not return to a cubicle after the pandemic? It will save companies money as well. I was thinking the same thing. Um, number one, a lot of people who've never worked from home, if they happen to be working from home, now they're going to get a taste of it. And I know that there's a lot of people who don't like working from home. Like they, it's not their thing. Maybe they have small kids or they just rather be in an office. Surprisingly enough, there's some people who don't want to work from their house. Um, it's always shocking to me. I'm able to get more stuff done. I'm, I'm more efficient from home. I rather, I don't want the commute wastes. I feel like it's a complete waste of time. I'm not paid for my commute. Um, it's, I got to pay for gas. I mean, I just don't understand why a person would want to work in an office, especially if it's, if it's not walking distance from their house. <laughs> that, but that's just me. But yeah, Navi, I was thinking the same thing. Like how many people after this is all said and done and organizations as well are going to be like, you know what? We can cut down our office space. We don't have to pay for this larger office. We don't have to rent this out anymore. It's going to cut our office rental prices in half and our resources that people sitting and plugging in computers and stuff. Like instead of us paying for those utilities, we can have our people work from home. They have a phone. It worked. We didn't lose any money by having them work from home. Like I bet you there's going to be way more people working from home. They're going to at least have a plan for people working from home and have like flex plans where people can work from home sometimes and work from the office sometimes. I bet you more people are going to – more organizations are going to do that and more people are going to start looking for uh, remote work once they get a taste for it. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that one, Nobby. All right. MD says, uh, would you say cloud is going to be taking over – on-prem uh, if yes what areas of cloud technologies and cybersecurity analysts should uh, should I focus um, I would say it already is I would say I would say it already is um, MD uh, the reason why I say that is because the last three organizations I've worked for federal or not uh, have gone are going cloud um, it's just that's just it's actually been going this direction for quite some time like in the last decade like since the it's just been blowing up like slowly but surely. You got companies like um, VMware and of course Amazon and now Google's getting into the cloud. Like it's just cheaper to keep your equipment elsewhere. It's just it's just cheaper um, to to do it to to have your your data stored elsewhere and pay for that rather than have it all stored right. You know, have all your data right there and have have to have a um, 
a security operations center that's associated with a with, with a rack of servers and stuff it's just getting cheaper to have especially like the more data that we're dealing with like how many people can have you know petabytes of data in in store it there physically like how many organizations can can take to pay for that rather than just have someone else a third-party organization who's designed to do it a place like google or like amazon they're designed to do that kind of stuff so it's just this makes more sense yeah the government's doing it in fact the government has something called FedRAMP, and that's all cloud computing for federal government data so then there's a whole different standard for actually doing a security compliance for cloud computing so i agree with you there yeah it's how uh what would i say to uh of it taking over yeah it's already it's been going in that direction that's the direction we're going i mean period so what would i recommend it really depends on there's really a battle and i don't know who's winning that war amazon's definitely in the runnings i would definitely know some amazon some aws uh, I don't know where Google's going. I don't. I don't really see them in my line of work. Well, no, I take that back. So, yeah, yeah. Google. I would say the things to learn right now. Uh, it seems like Amazon, and Google are kind of really trying to take over in that space. What do you guys think? Is there any other cloud computing uh, services that you would say that are worth your time to actually learn? I would say cloud. Um, Another a certification to get would probably I know people don't really talk about it a lot, but IC, ISC squared um, has a cloud computing. Let me see if I can find it. They have a cloud computing. They have a cloud computing um, certification that I think is good because it's not focused on. It's not. It's vendor independent, so. ISC squared certification. Let me let me show you what I'm talking about, so I can be a little bit more accurate. Here here I am on ISC squared, and they have a cloud computing certification that I think is the way that is is excuse me. This one right here is vanilla, so it's just talking about security best practices. So this one I think is I don't know how marketable it is just yet. Um, I know the one that's I could tell you like the ones that are really popping off like as far as money wise. Top cloud um, certifications. I know it's AWS and um, Google are some of the top ones. Yeah, see check this out. So. If if these are any indication of what's going on with the market, these ones are list, listed quite often. But there's one I will, haven't been mentioning: Microsoft certification. But there's the cloud certification I was talking about from IC Squared. I didn't even know. Yeah, I forgot CompTIA had one. But those are all cloud certifications. I know these ones are these are big certs. These are they pay very well. Um, anytime I go to like top paid certs, those ones top pop up pop-up was like one and two but yeah here you go right here like the check this out look at this just so you can get a, a look at that that should give you some some idea of what to choose as far as cloud computing uh, <laughs> AWS uh, no joke it's they're they're getting a large portion 
it's just the way Amazon is so cutthroat and brutal. Like they're really doing anything they can to take this market and it's been working. So yeah, doesn't surprise me that they're one of the top folks out there. Microsoft, Azure, they're trying to get a piece of the pie. And then you got Google certified. I don't know how much I've seen of their market share, like whenever I've been out there. I haven't seen any kind of federal or state people using it. AWS, I've seen them using that. But Google, I have not seen it. I personally haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's maybe it's out there. Um, AWS developer, Google certified um, professional. Then let me see if I can find anything else that kind of jumps out at me. Yeah, this would this would be the one. <laughs> I would I'd go out. AWS probably be top of my list. That or this one, just because this one's like a vanilla one. But again, I don't know how marketable it is. It's not like a CISSP, you know what I mean? Like where it's just like money as soon as you pass the test. I don't know that this one is like that. But uh, one way you could find out is by going to Indeed.com. You could go to Indeed.com and if you just typed in CCSP, let's just see if it even comes up at all. CCSP, wasn't that what it's called? CCSP Cloud, yeah, CCSP. See that? See how it doesn't come up? See how there's like no jobs? But then let's see. Let's let's look for USA. See if we just find any job in the USA for it. Not many. Not many people looking for the certification. But watch this. Watch this. This is how I check marketability right here. Put you on some game. Watch this. So let's go to the top one. They, they mentioned this one first. So I imagine that means something. But this is an architect. So that's a... That's a pretty big certification, so that's probably probably a high-level cert right there. Let's look for our architect. Look at this. Immediately, look how many jobs came up. 9,000, over 9,000. The other one had like, how much was it, 100? 900. 900 jobs, and none of them are mentioned in that cert by name, which is concerning. But AWS... Um, now, granted, this is a high-level certification. This might be like one of the top-tier certifications, but it's coming up. Look at Certified Cloud Security Professional Instructor. Let's. How about this? Let's let's do this. Let's look at cloud. This is another way you can research it. Cloud engineer, cloud security, cloud computing, cloud computing. Now, let's let's get cloud security. Cloud security. Yeah, look at that. So. That's pretty good pay. And now what we do is look at what kind of certifications are they looking for for a cybersecurity engineer for cloud. Oh, this is cybersecurity though. So let's let's get more specific. Let's look at cloud computing. Is this straight up cloud computing? Cloud computing. So it's all looking for my area, Colorado. So I don't, I don't want just Colorado. Let's look in USA. Damn, two hundred thousand a year. That's got to be wrong. Something wrong with this. Is this thing broke? <laughs> look at this cloud architect up to two hundred thousand. That's freaking retarded, man. AWS architect, remote work available. Look at this. 
virtualization engineer, another way of saying cloud engineer, remote available, remote work available. Look at this. Yeah, cloud computing is definitely something to look into. That is for sure. Something to look into for sure. Um, but I hope that answers your question. Navi says, I'm interested in cloud security as well. It should be strong. It should be a strong area to work remotely. This guy called it, man. Navi, Navi knows what's up, man. <laughs> We're just reading this. What he's saying. And he says, are AWS and ISC cloud search the way to go? It looks like, from what I'm looking at, AWS seems like um, a pretty solid one. But I'm just thinking to myself, what I would want to do is I would want to be in a position where I could do either one. I could do cloud. I could do, I would want to be knowledgeable so that I could come in and do an AWS or I could do a Google cloud or I could do, I'd know the fundamentals well enough to where I can do any kind of cloud service. That's what, that's where my mind is. But that said, it looks like, it looks like AWS is the leader, is the clear leader here. If this is the salary that they're talking, and this isn't, this isn't just for architect. I saw it down here for like a regular developer, certified developer. I don't know which one is like higher as far as hierarchy or whatever, but this one is also, uh, may also be paying pretty good. I saw another one in here that was paying, it was listing the prices being over six figures, so, or six figures. So, I mean, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it's AWS and and or ISC two, but that's just that's just me talking. You know, I I'm just telling you based on my what I've seen and what I what I'm seeing here. I could be totally wrong. I'm not I'm not a cloud person, so I don't know. MD says, just posting this question in the queue for your answer at the end of the live session. How much? How much a cybersecurity analyst make with a three-year experience in New York and Philadelphia? Watch this. Check this out. I can tell you exactly how much by doing this. Cyber, you can follow along with me. Cybersecurity engineer. Watch this. Now, it's looking in LA, uh, in USA, right? But you said Philadelphia and New York City, NYC. New York City. Let's just look at the whole state. New York State. This will give you a good breakdown, a good idea, general ballpark idea of how much these guys make. Let me just uh, make this a little bit smaller. And look at this one's in New York, New York State somewhere. Base systems. And let's see if they have a salary on here. Yeah, this is definitely cybersecurity. Bachelor's or master's degree. Look for a CISSP or equivalent. But you said three years of experience. Um, so we'll, yeah, you, what you would do, you go to Indeed. This is just one, okay? Indeed is one really good one. Another one is Glassdoor. Glassdoor.com is another good one. Um, so yeah, you go here and you you look at each one of these and then you can look, you can, I think you can say something like, 
Well, three years is not necessarily entry level. So let's say it's mid mid level, right? And then you could say, well, how much do you want to make? You could actually select this if you want to. But look at where it starts, 81. But 81 is not a lot in New York, right? New York is New York City's is pretty expensive there. It's not a little, but it's not a lot. <laughs> uh, so I'm just kind of scrolling through to kind of get an idea. Senior, no. Well, let's look for like a normal IT cybersecurity person. Cybersecurity. Okay, let's kind of open it up here. Just say cyber security. To get some idea of what we're talking about. Yep, they're base systems again. And if anybody knows this off the top of their head, add it in the in the live here. Cybersecurity supervisor. I'm not getting I'm not seeing how much people make unless we drop this down. Let's just start from 80. Let's start from 80,000 here. Let's see if it'll sort by that. Doesn't seem to be sorting by. Oh, okay, I guess it is. Cybersecurity engineer, Redstream Technologies is in the 80. Yeah, okay, there we go. $80,000 range. So this could give you some idea right here of what we're talking about as far as how much money these guys make. Cybersecurity analyst. 80,000 to 90,000 risk and compliance manager. That's IT, that's security compliance type stuff, risk analysis, stuff like that. Look at this 120 years in New York City. Cybersecurity supervisor. I hope this gives you some idea of how much these guys make. Let's check out Philadelphia. Yeah, but this is how you do it right here. See how the search algorithm, how, the, how it works? You can just go right down the list, by the way. We searched by just 80, but you could you could look at 100, 105, six figures right there. So this is the search criteria right here. I'm on indeed.com. That's how you find it out. Now let's go to, what was the other place you said? Philadelphia, Philly, Philadelphia, home of the greatest musicians of all times, The Roots. All right. Uh... Let's look at cybersecurity engineer and King of Prussia PA. So approximately the same amount. Let's look at this drop down here. Nope, that's salary. Let's look at salary. Yeah, it seems like the same ballpark from 80,000 to 120 is what we're looking at for both areas. Um, pretty good money there. Pretty good money for cybersecurity. There's a lot of jobs in, um, in that area too. Don't let anybody tell you different. You know, we have a lot of first world problem complaints, but there's actually a, a lot of IT, a lot of business, a lot of jobs. It may not be what people want, but it's they're there. They're there. And, and I know that this is this economic slowdown is definitely going to have an impact on the industry. But uh, we I'm telling you, I'm I am somebody who works in this in this industry and how can I put it? There's the same amount of work. I'm doing the same amount of work. It hasn't slowed down. However, the slowdown is in that the slowdown is other markets that we would normally service. 
have slowed down. That's what's happened. Like I do, I'm in a B2B. Like our business, we we supply a, a service, a security as a service to other people, right? So those those like it's retail or it's TJ Maxx. Not, it's not TJ. It's not literally TJ Maxx. I'm just using that as an example. It's other organizations that we provide a service to. But they are hit economically. We know it's going to pick back up at some point, right? I mean, some businesses ain't going to make it. But some, you know, it's all going to, the market's going to come back up once we, once this all calms down. Who knows when that's going to happen? You know, maybe not in the next month, maybe not in the next two months or whatever. But eventually it's going to come back up. It's going to pick back up. But IT, there's still a lot of work going on is what I'm trying to say. All right. So I hope that answers that question. That was a good question. I like that one. I like that one. Hope that the other site to check, by the way, is called Glassdoor.com. That one breaks down salaries way better than Indeed, by the way. Uh, let's see. Navi says Texas Instruments and Raytheon were big in Dallas in the back in the day. Lucient, Nortel, and others had big telecom corridor there in the '90s. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Did not know that. Lucian, yeah, I remember hearing about them being in Texas and, of course, Texas Instruments. I didn't know Raytheon was there. Navi says um, there are a lot of social aspects to office work, but it usually has a little has little to do with getting work done. The old work mindset is more office-oriented. Exactly. Yeah, they think that you're going to make more money because they think the organizations think, oh, we make more money because it's more productive with people sitting in this office. Not necessarily true. Nobby, thanks for that 10 bucks, man. Appreciate that. Says, um, when, uh, he says, thanks for sharing the knowledge. When you work contracts with the government, do you have to be registered to bid on jobs? Um, I would love to work small contracts solo or with a very small groups. All I can tell you, Navi, is what I know, um, and it's not a lot. <laughs> so at one point, I thought about doing it myself. Um, and so you, just so you know, I've never done it before. I've never done contracts for the government. I, I've worked for employers who did, and I very small employers who did, who I uh, don't know how much I could... I, years ago, I worked for a um, one of the most brilliant women I've ever met in my life. By the way, she um, black black woman. One, I'm not even messing with you. She's the most brilliant, one of the most brilliant human beings I've met in my entire life. And she hired me. <laughs> she saw one of my websites and hired me. And um, I had the pleasure of being. Of, of being in the presence of this magnificent brain she was she was brilliant and uh she, i love meeting people like that it's so inspiring uh and it, and i love learning stuff from them like the way they behave the way their life is right she's on a whole different level right and she's like telling me how her friend her kids speak french and speak three other languages i'm like damn like what i'm <laughs> not worthy but uh yeah she was brilliant but she started her own company and she had a contract that uh, serviced, I don't know, probably 20 different federal uh, departments. I don't, I'm not sure. But she had me like teaching here and there. And uh, 
around that time frame, I had a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't, I couldn't compete with her, obviously, which I wouldn't have done anyway. But um, now, and this was years ago, so I could probably, I could totally do it now. But um, so she had me teaching, like di- I was teaching like diacap um, risk management. So, and she, if you ever happen to watch this, um, yeah, shout out to to her, man. She was brilliant. <laughs> She's she was amazing. She was an amazing human being. But um, I started doing research on my own. Like, how does how is she doing this? And what I found was, let me see if I can find the site. Let me see if I can find the site. It was a site with a bunch of contracts on it. And you probably already know what site I'm going to. And it was uh, first.gov, something like that. It had a bunch of contracts. It breaks them all down. And let me see if I can find it. Breaks them down. It talks about their requirements, and you're supposed to like write a request for a proposal document. I don't know. You could probably look at YouTube and see how to write it and stuff. I got that's about as far as I got. I like did research on how you do it and stuff. And then I've also been, I've I've helped write requests for proposals before for giant for big companies. So I I only write my part, you know. But I don't know how all that stuff goes but i'm looking for the site i think if you find this when you see this site it explains a lot and you start to know like how these organizations are able to find these jobs let me just see if i can man what is it called if you guys know what i'm talking about it was like first.gov or something like that um oh they renamed it oh they renamed it look at that let me see. First gov. That maybe it's, they're saying it's named USA.gov now. Maybe I don't know if this is it. Yeah, this this might be it. USA.gov. This this might be it. So it used to be called like FirstGov.gov or something like that. And um, this has a bunch of grants and a bunch of contracts. It it has all kinds of stuff. It's, this is an awesome site, by the way. It has. It has nonprofit. It has uh, stuff for v- vets. It has stuff for um, minorities. It has stuff for for grants and um, and all kinds of stuff here. So this is a really good site that I'm surprised more people don't talk about. Great, great opportunities for U.S. citizens and maybe even some for just for just uh, residents. You know, there's all kinds of stuff here. Definitely, if you're thinking about starting your own doing a bid for a contract or something like that or starting your own staffing company uh which a lot of who i admire the most man is is immigrants because they come here and do it man immigrants will come here they'll find some some shit like this and then they'll make a business and then they'll have a business of mid-tier business with 500 people under them (laughs) immigrants are bad mfs they don't play they don't come here to to play games they don't come here like we Black people, man, black African-Americans, we could really learn a lot from immigrants, man. They are not here to play games. So, and that's that's coming from, you know, I mean, I'm just looking at them and I admire their their um, their work ethic and their their drive to 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 do it. And that's what we as a people, African-Americans, that's what we need to do. You know, it, it's I mean, that's the truth. Um, 
we need to do that, especially for our community and for each other. Uh, Eric says, uh, what is the best certification to do when transitioning to cybersecurity? Um, Security Plus uh, is a great entry level uh, is a great entry level security certification. Now, if you don't know anything about IT at all, then I would start smaller. I would start on the A plus certification. Now, if you want more information, check this out. Go to go to um, CompTIA. It's a great site. I used to teach CompTIA. I I really like their material. It's really good um, starter material. I like how they break information down. They really start with the basics and they walk you through it. It's like a for dummies course. And that's not, I'm not trying to be like rude or anything or insult people's intelligence. It's just the way they break it down is so, it makes sense. So if you don't know anything about IT, I would start here. This is not easy certification, by the way. If you're if you're just starting out, this is not easy. Uh, it breaks, this one breaks it into two parts called A plus certification and it's two parts. It's a it's a hardware version and it's a software version. And you gotta you've got to know <laughs> they ba- they break down the individual components in hardware and then they break down like the uh, parts of software what you need to know in software. So if you're new to IT, do this one first. Then go to this one, CompTIA Network Plus. This breaks down the basics you need to know about designing, configuring, and managing information technology on a network, on a LAN, on a wired network, on a on a wireless network. And then once you're done with those two, do CompTIA Security Plus. So if you're serious about this, about IT, beg, borrow, and steal. I'm not messing with you. Beg, borrow, and steal to learn everything you can. Learn it like your life depends on it. That's what I did. I learned it like my life depended on it because it did. Because <laughs> it did. Uh, and I don't, I'm not, I don't look back, man. Like, I don't regret it. Like, it was the greatest decision. One of the greatest decisions I've ever made in my life was doing IT. So, yeah, Security Plus is what I would recommend. If you are already an IT person, Security Plus, do that one. Basically, what it does is it will break down all of the um, common body of knowledge that you need to know. It'll, it'll teach. Let me see if they have a little bit more information. Because this, this breaks down. The way that they break the information down is really, really nice. Really cool. Um, let me see here. Yeah, it's it's certified. Uh, ISO 17024 certified. It's recognized by the Department of Defense, by state, by states. It's recognized by the banking industry, by the healthcare industry. All industries know what Security Plus is. It's a very marketable certification. Everybody knows what it is. Here's what they teach. Threats, attacks, and vulnerabilities. This is really good information right here, by the way. Really good. Talking about hacking. Talk about how how uh, sites are infiltrated, how networks are infiltrated, what you do to protect it, where to find threats, how, how to defend against them. What basic, but basic at a high level, right? You're not actually hacking or doing anything. You're just learning the basics of each part of that. And then different tools you can use to install, configure, deploy networks, architecture and design, uh, identification and access management, risk management, cryptography. They teach you like little parts of each thing. And so it's it's really good stuff, man, if you're getting into it. It's really, uh, really good. Like it was my first security certification. 
And what I did was when I was in the military, they had this program where they taught us, they gave us like, we did this boot camp. It was brutal. It was brutal. We did this boot camp where we did four or five certifications back to back. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. But since in the military they own you, they could just do whatever they want. But no, nah, they, they was voluntary. Like, But I was like, yeah, I was so gung-ho about it. So it was, we did one certification in Microsoft. We did Network Plus. We did the A Plus certification back when it was just one certification. So that should tell you a lot about how old I am. And then uh, we did, there was like one other one. I can't remember. It was Security Plus. It was it was like four certifications. I And I did all of them. I took all of them. I was like one of two people who studied my ass off and took every single cert back to back until I was done. And uh, and it's not because I have a photographic memory. My memory is terrible. You know, I can, as you can see, as you've been, I can barely freaking read. <laughs> but uh, I know how to study. That's one thing. I work my ass off and I know how to study. I just know how to, I know how I process information so I'm able to study in a way that I can retain the information. So that's and that's all I did. I just studied my ass off. And so, so yeah, Security Plus, to answer your question, is is a really good cybersecurity certification to start off with. And then from there, it depends on what you want to you want to specialize in. So if it's networking, um, depends on the networking you want to get into. There's Cisco certifications, the Juniper. There's uh, but Cisco's probably the the top one in the U.S. And if you want to get into, um, I don't know. Um, Cloud computing, you've got. We were just talking about that. AWS is probably the top one right now as far as marketability. Uh, but then there's there's uh, IC squared has one. Uh, cream of the crop for cybersecurity is this. Let me see if I missed anything. Okay, Anavi says um, I worked for uh, TO Texas Instruments and uh, Avaya Avaya is that how you pronounce it? Back in the '90s in Dallas. Oh man, you must be my, about my age. <laughs> Um, uh, I, what does Avaya do? Is it, is it, it seems like it's tele, is it, um, telecommunications or I don't, I have not used a lot of their, their stuff. It seems like it's like telecommunications or something like that. MD says, what are the opportunities in the U S for, to work part-time remote as a cybersecurity analyst? For Canadian citizens staying in Canada, so MD, if I was in Canada, man, um, I would not be looking for jobs in the U.S. necessarily. Uh, I would be looking for jobs in Canada, cause uh, Canada is—I'm sure you could find jobs in Canada. I, I would not, cause no, and here's why I say that: normally, when you work remotely here in the U.S., they expect you to be in the continental U.S. That meaning you have to be in one of the fifty states in the U.S. Uh, and there, and sometimes, sometimes it's like fifty percent of the time they even want you to be in the same state, but they want they allow you to remote work remotely. This is me having work remotely, like for for four or five different companies. All right, so like one company, they had me traveling everywhere, so it really didn't matter where I lived. Um, that was at the the one where I worked for the super genius uh one lady who had her own company uh that one was amazing uh working for her but then there was uh one where i was working uh oh man 
I worked for a couple agencies that did like they do like aerospace. And so that one had to be in the same one had to be in the same state. Uh, the other one, I, I had to be in the United States. Uh, then there was one where the one I'm working now, I have to be in the United States. So just I'm just trying to give you an idea. Normally, like remote does still have some sort of restrictions. Uh, but there's been a couple where there weren't, but, they, you know, it's 50-50. So, but if I were you, I would look for a job in Canada. And here's how you could do it. Let me show you how. I would go to Google. This is just one trick you can use, by the way. If you want to know more, check out my course where I talk about how I've been able to find remote jobs back-to-back -back since 2014. Uh, actually, 2011 is when I started. But uh, I've not had a... I've had nothing but remote jobs since 2014. Uh, but before that, I did work some. Okay, anyway, go to Google.com. Okay, you're in Canada, right? Check this out. If you haven't seen, you probably already know this. You probably already know what I'm about to do. Cybersecurity. Type in cybersecurity. Now, you ready for this? Ready? Jobs. Watch this. Watch what Google does. What? It didn't. What What happened? Oh, there it is. Okay, here we, here we go. So this is a new feature in Google. This is one tool, it's not super, it's not always super helpful. It, it's just one tool, but it works very well. Okay, so here, see how it says work from home? Boom, work from home. This is just looking for cybersecurity jobs that are work from home. Now, if I want to take a step further, I don't want one in the US, because this is, it's still looking at where I live and it's looking out from where I live. So you, hopefully this is gonna look for where, from where you live, right? So you're in Canada. So I would just put in Canada. You got Brampton, on Ontario, Canada. You got Toronto, on uh, Toronto, Canada. You've got Ubisoft in Montreal, Canada. These are all cybersecurity type jobs. Bell in Canada. This was seven days ago. This one's four days ago. This one's 23 hours ago. This one's 19 hours. You see what I'm saying? Like you don't have to come to the, you don't have to work in the U.S. There's tons of jobs in Canada. Information security specialist incident handling for a bank in Ontario, Canada. Cybersecurity analyst in Canada. These are, and these are, a lot of these are remote. Um, actually, I'm not sure if they are remote. Um, but what you could do is you go to location and then you say you say work from home boom and this narrows it down for canadian jobs that are remote or jobs where you can be a canadian and work from anywhere or you can be in the u.s and work from anywhere you can be in canada and it's maybe the job is actually in india but you work remotely so this just gives you all these options right here. So once again, network security, framework, um, mainframe security and administrator. Just You just go through these and see you know, what jobs there are here. Uh, another, there's a couple other things you can do. You can look at Indeed, you can look at dice.com. You can, and to be honest with you, Canada probably has its own job, um, job market search aggregators that are probably better than any of this stuff. So I would first thing I would do is go to Google and type in Canada, and then I type in job 
top job search engines or something like that. And then that's going to take, that's going to tell you, oh, it's dice.com is the top one. It's LinkedIn. That's the top one. Go to those top five and just do exactly what I just did. And that, that should help you. I hope. All right. So let me see if there's another question here before I let you guys go. Navi says, I haven't dug, I haven't dug into it yet, but I'm looking to transition my work in a couple of years. Got to lock in retirement first. Thanks for the site info. Not a problem. MD says, what did you do before coming into IT? So what I did, man, I went into the military when I was 19 years old. And um, I was a I was a, a security police officer. I was a, actually I was a, I was a weapon specialist where they taught me like uh, five, six different kinds of um, weapons. I'm not making this shit up. This is real. And <laughs> I was in the Air Force. Um, and I was a weapons specialist. Um, and I, I protected planes for the first three years I did that. Then I got transitioned into law enforcement where I was literally a cop. I was like doing, uh, you know, traffic citations and, and, and stuff like that. Learned criminal justice stuff, like things like that. So that's my my background when I was 19 years old all the way until I was like 24 or something. Then I cross-trained. That's what they call in the military. I cross-trained into computers, and then I did that for like three years in the military. And then I got out of the military, and then that's I've just been doing IT the whole time. 